Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Preventative Care and Health Screenings for Persons with Disabilities. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on November 2, 2017. In this podcast, Christoph, a disability practice and policy consultant, and Mary Lou Breslin, co-founder and senior policy advisor at DREDAF, provide an overview of the disparities in healthcare focused on preventative care services. As this slide shows, individuals with disability are less likely to receive preventive care and health screening, despite being at higher risk for many chronic illnesses and secondary conditions. I would like to note at this time, though, that this presentation will primarily focus on adults with functional impairments, though the concepts are certainly applicable to the larger community of persons with disabilities. Persons with disabilities utilize a significant proportion of overall healthcare resources for their high medical and post-acute care needs. At the same time, they also represent the greatest opportunity to reduce avoidable episodes of care and thus cost. Healthcare redesign is focusing on participant outcomes, participant satisfaction and control, quality indicators, such as immunization rates, and realigning financial incentives. Prevention, health screening, and immunizations are a crucial step to accomplishing these desired outcomes. When compared to individuals without disabilities, persons with disabilities are less likely to receive recommended preventive health services and screenings. As a population, they are at greater risk for poor outcomes, such as obesity, hypertension, falls, and mood disorders. Additionally, they are more likely to engage in unhealthy behaviors that put their health at risk. At this point, I will turn the presentation over to Mary Lou Breslin, who will discuss health and healthcare disparities as they are experienced by persons with disabilities. Mary Lou. Thanks very much, Chris. So when we talk about health disparities, um, we're referring to a particular type of health difference that is closely linked with social, economic, and or environmental disadvantage. Health disparities adversely affect groups of people who have systematically experienced greater obstacles to health based on, for example, their racial or ethnic group, socioeconomic status, gender, gender identity, age, or other characteristics historically linked to discrimination or exclusion. For a very long time, people with disabilities were not considered a population that experienced disparities. It was assumed that poor health was a direct and inevitable consequence or outcome of impairment or disability. This perception began shifting as researchers and advocates um, delved into the reasons why people with disabilities experience poor health. It soon became evident that poor health status was, in some situations, the result of factors not directly related to disability. The tide shifted at a federal policy level when agencies such as the National Council on Disability and the Office of the Surgeon General, uh, the Institute of Medicine issued comprehensive reports that recognized health and healthcare disparities among people with disabilities. The Affordable Care Act also recognized disability disparities in a variety of initiatives, and the HHS Committee on Minority Health further advanced the idea of healthcare disparities in a very important 
2011 um, report, and, which is a statement of principles and recommendations. The report concludes that by every measure, persons with disabilities disproportionately and inequitably experience morbidity and mortality associated with unmet health care needs in every sphere. Minorities with disabilities are doubly burdened by their minority status. So as this report suggests, the intersection of disability, race, ethnicity, gender, and so on reinforces the role of social determinants of health um, in health outcomes for these groups with overlapping identities. So what are some of the common health and healthcare disparities uh, that people with disabilities often experience? They experience higher death rates from breast cancer and lung cancer and tend to miss benchmarks for mammograms, generally recommended every two years, and pap tests, generally recommended every three years. Um, persons with severe mental disorders, or SMD, this would include schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and moderate to severe depression, die 10 to 20 years earlier than the general population. This, I think, is a staggering statistic. The majority of deaths in persons with SMD are due to preventable physical diseases, especially cardiovascular disease, respiratory disease, and infections. Um, can we have slide 18, please? We know that um, roughly 50% of preventable deaths are attributed to non-medical indicators, such as social circumstances, environmental factors, and individual behaviors, while 95% of healthcare resources are devoted to direct medical services with only a small percentage being used to address these non-medical indicators. So once on the radar, it's really become important um, for us to better understand these non-medical indicators. Um, slide 19, please. Public health experts and disability advocates turn to the idea of social determinants of health already being used as a way to understand disparities among groups of people who have systematically experienced greater obstacles to health. So what are social determinants of health, or SDOH? SDOH are commonly thought of as conditions that affect health risks and outcomes and that may pose significant barriers to preventive care. So what role do they play in health and healthcare disparities among people with disabilities? Well, consider these interconnected factors. Income and economic factors, social and community context, neighborhood, this may include limited transportation, lack of access to fresh food, um, lack of affordable housing. Um, the built environment, this could include exposure to toxic substances, education levels, health status, physical and services barriers such as lack of physical access or accessible medical equipment, and even extent of provider disability awareness. So taking these factors into consideration, Research has shown that those with disabilities are more likely to be unemployed, impoverished, have less than a high school education, and have higher levels of risk factors such as obesity, smoking, and being physically inactive. We have slide 20, please. But one cross-cutting factor really stands out in a dramatic way, and that's poverty. So only in the past few years has the powerful relationship between disability and poverty become part of the public discourse as it relates to health. This is an outgrowth of understanding that health disparities are not an inevitable consequence of impairment or disability alone. The SDOH model looks at the inter interaction of income, poverty, and disability 
So disability is both a fundamental cause and a consequence of income poverty. Half of working-age adults experiencing income poverty have a disability. And this fact alone makes it impossible, makes it possible to see the very powerful relationship between the two. So how does all of this affect health and health care, especially preventive services? Well, here's an example in the Medicare population. Medicare beneficiaries living with income poverty are less likely to receive preventive services across several quality metrics. This includes breast cancer screening, annual flu vaccines, adult BMI assessment, and managing diabetes. So in crafting solutions, we have to devise strategies that recognize the role of these powerful social determinants and the target pathways to interrupt the damaging cycles they set up. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.